You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What's going on, guys? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Wherever you are watching this from, let me know your name and let me know where you're watching from so I can give you a shout out. I hope you are ready. We had a new season of of Jersey premiere. We had a new season of Pump Rules premiere. And we got lots of tea that we got to get into. So I hope you're ready. Let's get it. Oh, hi, it's me, Zach Peter, pop culture junkie, reality TV insider, published author, and host of the No Filter with Zach Peter podcast. Here I'll bring you all the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. So be sure to hit that like button and subscribe for all the latest tea. Now, let's dive in. What is going on? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, everybody. Hello. Happy Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Let me know what you're drinking. Like I mentioned, if you're watching this on the YouTube or the Instagram, then let me know Give me your name and let me know where you're watching in from so I can give you a shout out. Let's see. We got Chow from L.A. We've got Karen from Michigan. We've got Aaron D. We've got Pipe and W from Canada. What's going on? Hi, Lauren. Hi, Val. Wow. Everyone's popping on in today. We got lots to break down. We've got some leaked text messages between Melissa Gorga and Teresa Judice and between Joe Gorga and Louie. So we're going to get into all of the text messages. You're giving me Steve Jobs vibes. Well, I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you some professional vibes. Um, we have uh, Dina from Florida. Update on Dr. Jen, on DearJenShaw.com. I don't think there is an update on Jen Shaw. Um Listen, she bamboozled y'all. You gave her your her you gave her your emails and she about to go Sally. You're about to get bombarded with marketing emails. Um, hi from Long Island, working in the Dominican Republic. Hello from Cali. Hello from Queens, New York. What's going on, guys? Oh, California. Hi from the UK. Also mention your first name, guys, so I can say, oh, hi, it's so-and-so from Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Sarah from Vancouver. Look at, see, Sarah followed the rules. Sarah from Vancouver. Okay, so we'll get into all of the text messages. We'll get into pump rules. We'll talk about the premieres. We'll talk about Lisa Rinna's latest press tour. Zach, hello, Teresa of Days. Let's get it, get it. Well, I guess we know what team you're on. Um, also, I have an interview with Marisol Patton. So if you guys are watching Real Housewives of Miami, really quickly, just to give you guys an update, our Miami recaps on Tuesdays are now moving to Thursdays. So instead of doing it on It Was All a Stream on the Ringer Reality 
TV podcast. We're moving it over to Morally Corrupt. So there will be two episodes on the Ringer Reality TV podcast of Morally Corrupt on Thursdays and on Fridays. Rachel Lindsay will stay hosting on Fridays and will cover all things Housewives. Me and Chelsea Chess Bang Bang will be covering Real Housewives of Miami on Thursdays. You'll also get recaps of Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. Jody Walker's also on there. So... You can catch an all-new recap of Real Houses of Miami up on the Reality T- Ringer Reality TV podcast. And I have an interview with Marisol Patton that I conducted that is now up on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. So stay tuned for our updates every Thursday. Okay. Um, also, before we get into any of the Jersey stuff, I, some people got, like, really upset about the comments that I made about the Caroline Manzo, Brandy Glanville stuff on, what was it, Monday, Wednesday's episode of the podcast, where I was basically like, I don't think Caroline is Brandy's type. This story sounds so outlandish. And so many people were like, or not so many people, but, you know, the Ruthless and Toothless came out and they're like, you are victim blaming and you're victim shaming. And I just want to clarify, I do not condone sexual assault. I would never condone sexual assault. I would never try to defend that. And I would never try to defend anybody's inappropriate actions. I was criticizing the article, which was a report in page six. And I just want to remind everybody that these reports are not the actual allegations and these reports are not to be treated as fact. We don't know what the actual allegations are. Caroline Manzo has not spoken out publicly. Brandon Glanville has not spoken out publicly. And the network themselves have not confirmed the allegations. All they said is there's an investigation. We don't even at this point know the seriousness of the investigation. So let's all just take one collective deep breath. (sighs) Okay. These are allegations. These aren't even, we don't even know the allegations. These are just reports and rumors that are being reported. So just wanted to throw that out there. Hope, you know, people didn't get too offended by it. Um, I wasn't trying to upset anybody. Obviously, as somebody that has has faced sexual assault myself in the past, I have also, you know, been in very uncomfortable and inappropriate situations that I wish I were not in. So I would never try to discredit anybody else's experience. However, we don't know what Caroline's experience is because we weren't there and we don't know what the allegations actually are. And we won't know until the investigation is made public. So, yeah, everyone bu- jumping on Brandy too fast. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what the allegations are. What's the allegation? We don't know. So Page Six reported that Brandy Glanville locked Caroline Manzo in a bathroom and shoved her tongue down her throat and pushed her against a wall and grabbed all her lady parts. And again, that's what the report was in page six. That's not what I heard happened. That's not what was reported in People Magazine by Dave Quinn. So there are conflicting stories. So we don't know what happened. Okay. So any criticism is just that. Of, of reporting is just that. It's criticism of the reporting. I sent it for the Jen Shaw email, but haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, Lauren, you're not going to hear from Jen Shaw. You're going to hear from all the people she's selling your your data to. The longer the network stays quiet, the worse the route the rumor mill will get. I agree. And uh, okay, so shall we dive into Jersey? We had the, the premiere of Real Houses in New Jersey this week, and there's some new text messages that are coming out between Teresa Judice and 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 uh, what's her name? Melissa Gorga? Or, yeah, Melissa Gorga, Teresa Judice. Teresa Judice. Um, it keeps getting worse every new report, like telephone. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, we don't actually know. It's interesting that Vicky is calling Brandy her girl. I don't need Vicky aligning with Brandy. Makes me think Caroline is in the wrong. I mean, that's the interesting thing is that's what I heard is that all the girls are rallying behind Brandy. So if all the girls are rallying behind Brandy and we see Vicky publicly coming out to support her and it looked like Eva was supporting her. So it kind of sounds like, like, I don't know. They were there. They were witness to it. So we don't know what actually happened. So whatever is being reported is not to be reported as truth. There's still rumors. Zach is just doing his job. Thank you, Val. Somebody that actually understands. Jesus. I haven't 
seen it yet? Is it worth watching? Kind of tired of the same old storylines everywhere. Okay, so the Jersey premiere was actually pretty good. But in the premiere, Melissa Gorga says that she hasn't heard from Teresa since the reunion since the last season reunion so she's kind of like it's a little weird and it's a little fishy that we're I'm just she wants to invite us to her birthday now and like we don't want to go to her birthday so now it looks like Teresa released these text messages or sent them to someone and someone leaked them on her behalf but anyway so the reunion taped in late March and so these text messages are, I guess, after the reunion, because the first text message looks like it's from Thursday, March 31st. So since the reunion was in March, and now we see that, actually, was the reunion in March? I guess it must have been, because I remember we were on tour in April, and that's, I guess, when details were coming out about it. Yeah, I guess that 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 timeline checks out. But so anyway, Melissa said that she hadn't heard from Teresa since then. And so now there are these text messages that prove that there was communication between Melissa and Teresa in between the reunion taping and the, the filming for the new season. Okay, so the first text message uh, comes on uh, Thursday, March 31st. And this is from Melissa to Teresa. And Melissa says, I'm just getting, uh, I'm just letting you know, I'm truly fine with not being in the wedding. I don't want to bring it up again within our family. Moving forward, I wish you guys all the best. I'm not going to get mad. Uh, I'm not going to get mad at you for what Jennifer does, and you shouldn't get mad at me for what Margaret does. Good night. Then there is no response from Teresa. Then a couple weeks later on April 17th, Teresa sends, it looks like an Easter uh, text message, and it's a photo of two guys' naked butts, but their butts are painted with Easter eggs. So it looks like a like a birthday. Um, I don't know, like or not a birthday, sorry, a, a happy Easter sort of message. Maybe she was trying to be cutesy or whatever. Um, then we have another text message from Teresa where she says, thank you. And it looks like she sent a picture. I don't know if it's a package or it looks like just a picture of some boxes. So she was thanking Teresa or sorry, she was thanking Melissa for something. Melissa said, never heard of it. And then Teresa said in short mills mall, they have all the sneakers these kids could want. So it looks like maybe Melissa sent the kids some sneakers. I don't really know. Um, then Teresa sent Melissa an invite you're invited to um, you're invited to the Ali Fori Center's annual gala. So it looks like she invited her to some sort of event. And then by May 3rd, Melissa sends Teresa another text message. And Melissa says, hi, we actually have another event that night, so we won't be able to make it. That, I'm assuming, is in response to the gala. This is on May 3rd. So it doesn't look like there was a ton of communication between, or well, I guess this was only, what, about a four or five week time span? Teresa says, okay. Then we get to May 3rd at 11.15 p.m., and Teresa writes Melissa, after watching the reunion, I do feel and know that our families have gone backwards, and I want us to be a better example for our children, starting with myself. I love you, and I just want things to be better. Are you free for lunch next week? So it looks like Teresa's, you know, wanting to bury the hatchet. And then Melissa responds the next morning. And Melissa says, Teresa, I text you driving home from the reunion and you never answered back until now. It seems a little calculated to me that you actually have to watch the reunion and read comments to make yourself feel like you want to fix the family again for the 100th time. I feel like this text is about you and not really about us, especially when we're just going about, when we're just going into filming again in two weeks. After all these years, I finally found a way to accept that our relationship to accept the way our relationship is. For our children, I don't want to argue with you. Let's just leave it as it is. 
Um, let's just leave it as it is and be what we are. We are family and we should always respect that. No need to go to lunch. You drew the line in the sand with the wedding. You said multiple times on interviews that we will never be friends. I agree with you. We will always be family and I will always wish you nothing but the best. See you soon. Smiley face. Then Teresa writes back and Teresa says, I'm sorry I did not respond to you that night because this was a couple days later that Teresa responds to her. She says, I'm sorry I did not respond to you that night. We had a very, very long day and I was totally exhausted and not feeling good, especially after surgery. Thank you so much for what you said. It was so heartfelt and genuine. Um, we are family and we can do better starting with me. I'm so sorry about the wedding. I feel terrible. I hurt you from the bottom of my heart. Let's talk. It would mean the world to me. Heart emoji. Um, and then Melissa responds and she says, Teresa, all good. I'm fine with it. I told you that. And th that was May 6th. So then May 13th, a week later, Teresa texts her again and says, good morning. Next Wednesday, the 18th, would love to have you and the family over for cake for my birthday. Let me know. Have a great day. Melissa responds a couple hours later and she says, hey, okay, let me check with your brother. I'll get back to you. So this is what we see on the show, right? These are This is uh, Teresa inviting Melissa over for her birthday that we saw in the premiere. And then Melissa responds. And Melissa says, hey, okay, let me check with your brother. I'll get back to you. And then she, the next day, she texts Teresa again and said, I asked Joe about Wednesday. He said he will be in the city, and we have had a business dinner that was set up a while ago. People are flying in from L.A. Kids have a game. Sorry to miss it. And Teresa just said, okay. Then it looks like a couple days later, she said, thank you so much for the flowers. Love you. Melissa says, welcome. Have a good day. Teresa then texts her, uh, looks like about a week and a half later. She says, I love you. Thinking of you, heart emoji. Melissa responds, we love you too. Then Teresa says, hi, when are you leaving? And then Melissa says, I'll be done in 10 minutes. So I'm assuming that's related to something completely different. So it looks like there was communication between them. But I mean, I guess I see Melissa's point and I see Teresa's point. So Melissa's uh, spoken out since this and she posted on Instagram and she said, guys, I see you're all curious about the text messages. Someone is definitely spiraling and needs to prove herself working overtime. But this all proves my point even more. She did not respond to the text messages I sent after we filmed the reunion crickets. It wasn't until three weeks later. And after the reunion aired, she was able to, and she was getting all the backlash about how poorly she treated her brother and I, and then she felt the need to reach out and clean it up. She also says, stay tuned. Um, it'll make more sense as the season goes on. So she seems to tease that there's a lot more to come with all of this, which is interesting. Um, I, I mean, it's a lot, right? I think Melissa has a point, and I think Teresa... I don't think Teresa understood her behavior until she saw her behavior. And I think that that's fair, right? And that's valid. You're not going to actually, like, sometimes we live in the experience and then we see it back and then we're like, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I did take things too far. So I give Teresa a little bit of grace there. But when it comes to Melissa, like, I get her point. She's like, yes, there was technically communication because we had to have communication um, because we're in each other's lives and we're family. But, like, I tried to fix things after the reunion. And I tried to tell her, like, it's fine that I'm not in the wedding. Let's squash the beef, whatever, whatever, you know. And Teresa didn't really seem to be aware of how, I don't know. It just, 
I think Melissa's right. Teresa didn't really care until it was time to start filming again. And then when they were both picked up for the new season, Teresa's like, okay, I have to be nice because I don't want to fight with my family on camera. But as we can see, now that the show's not in production, Teresa doesn't care about her family anymore. Like, now she seems to be moving on. We see in the new, in the season premiere that Teresa's kind of like, I have my family now. I have Louie. I have his sisters. Like, I'm good. I, I have a family. I don't need them, essentially, is what she said. So I'm curious what you guys think. Are you leaning more team Melissa? Are you leaning more team Teresa do you see both sides I see both sides but I think I'm I see where where Melissa's kind of like mm, I think Teresa only mended things because of the show Teresa wanted to fix it so that it would look fine for the show and she wouldn't continue to look bad on the show I do like that in the premiere, we do see Teresa starting to like take a little more accountability. She's going to therapy. She agrees to meet with Margaret. She starts to listen to Margaret a little more. So I think I agree. Okay, everyone in, in, on Instagram says that they're team Melissa. I, I think it's good. I think these are positive steps for Teresa. Um, but we'll we'll see. Okay, everyone seems to be saying they agree. They're team Melissa or they seem to be siding with Melissa here. Um. I was wondering if Melissa and Joe built a music studio in their new home on display, on display, each and every day, every day. How long can you fight with family for anyone for that matter? I know, right? Um, Louie to Joe responding. Okay, so let's get into the Louie and Joe text messages. Also, I want to give credit to uh, all about the Real Housewives. They're the ones that have been leaking these text messages, so I want to make sure I credit them and give them the shout-out. But so those are the text messages between Teresa and Melissa. Everyone seems to be, from what I see, siding with Teresa or looking at both sides. What did Dolores do, get done to her face? I don't know. Um, okay, I see both sides like you, but I think Melissa has more valid points. I agree. I think I see both sides, uh, but I definitely... I'm feeling I'm leaning a little more team Melissa on this one. Um, okay. And then there are some new text messages that all about the real housewives posted uh, between Louie and Joe Gorga, or I guess between both Gorgas. So Louie sends a text message. Um, I, it looks like it was a text message to Joe and Melissa, or I can't tell if Teresa's on it too. Um, but it, it, the message says it's there are three people in the group thread. Okay, so it says, hey, Joe, hope all is well. I've been trying to get or this is when is this May 4th? Okay, so also around the same time, Teresa and Melissa are exchanging these later text messages. Also around the same time, filming is supposed to begin uh, picking up again. Louis says, hey, Joe, hope all is well. I've been trying to get a hold of you and talk to you about Teresa's 50th birthday. Last Friday, I finalized plans for her birthday. And over the weekend, she put together a list of people that she would like to be there and attached his itinerary, which describes the whole trip for her 50th birthday surprise. I have a large private jet. Ooh, a large private jet leaving Teeter, Teeterboro in the morning of May 19th and returning on Tuesday the 23rd. There is no expense to anyone. Everything is paid for. This has nothing to do with the show. It's a private event for your sister and the people she wanted to be with her on her day. I hope you received this text message with love from me to you and Melissa. I really hope you guys can make it. That's really sweet. Okay, so I'm the I'm just reading these for the first time because I just saw that these had come out. Um, okay, Joe then responds to Louie, and Joe says, we appreciate the offer. My sister was very clear where we stand with her, very confused as to why she would want to spend several days together for a, spe for a special birthday. She just said they aren't close, and that's why she doesn't want her around. Referring to Melissa, I'm assuming. 
listen, I'm okay with everything. Don't feel the pressure to extend the invite. I know it's coming from a pl- from a fake place. No need for it, bro. I'm sure you watched the reunion. Enjoy your vacation. So here it sounds like Joe Gorga feels pretty good, right? He feels like the fans are on my side. Everybody sees how awful Teresa is to her family. He was living in his moment, right? I actually believe that Louie was being sincere with these text messages. So Louie responds on May 4th, and he continues. Here's what I want to respond with. What is fake? What's fake is the thought of bringing the family closer through a TV show. I know you agree and have told me that it's a TV show and nothing more. It's not real life and family. I'm extending this to you guys because this is what your sister wants and a chance for you guys to grow off camera and off camera and the public eye. He continues, I've told you many times I'm working with her and helping her through her own struggles and growth. The TV show is a combative place and full of superficial bullshit that's not a forum for a family to recover. This isn't fake and there is zero pressure. This isn't strategic and this is coming from a pl- coming from me who has been through your who's been in your sister's life for almost two years now. They've only been each other for two, in each other's lives for two years. I'm trying Joe and Melissa. Nobody's perfect, including the both of you, me and the guy standing on the corner of the street. And me and the guy standing on the corner of the street. So he's saying, nobody's perfect. You live and you learn it again and again till I get it right. And then Melissa chimes in now. Melissa says, hi, Louie. What you might not know because you've only been here for two years is that we've had this exact conversation for the last 15 years. It's exhausting. TV show or not, no one is arguing. Let it be. Let it be. Do, do, do. Let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. See, I get it. Again, I get Melissa's point. I think Joe's being a little bitch girl. What did Teresa call him, a little bitch girl? I think Joe's being a little bitch girl. I think Joe is getting a little too catty. I think Joe's getting caught up in it. But I also get Melissa's side where she's like, we've had the same conversation for the last 15 years. Like, we go again and again and again and again. And it's the same damn thing. Drop the mic, Mel. Yeah, I kind of agree with Melissa here. Like, you know. Um, and then Louie responds again. It's interesting that Louie and Teresa are, le- are clearly the ones leaking these text messages because their messages are in blue and then Joe and Melissa's messages are in gray. So these are clearly screenshots that Louie took and that Teresa took. So Louie then responds to Melissa and he says, Melissa, I have three siblings. We have all had our fair share. We never stopped trying. And today we thank God that we worked through Um, thank God that we worked through our shit so that we could be here today in such a loving place. Teresa's had a rough deal, life, marriage, and four kids on her own. It's no secret. Her best self is coming. Her best self is coming out. However, it's not coming without facing pain. And she has to go through the pain of facing things that were never faced before in her life. This is a habit of most people to continue through life deflecting things that need to be addressed everyone pays everyone plays a part in this demise and it's not only Teresa all you have to do is watch the tv show and see how this has been no fault on anyone because I'm not here to pose blame it's simple truth please Melissa I respect you and Joe and will never lose that 
Please try to understand from the kindest part of your soul that I am devoted to helping her and her daughters with everything I've got. This means that I will not let you or Joe down in this process. I will not fail your efforts, and this family can be the family it should be. There are seven kids here that can benefit from these lessons, not just the bad ones. More importantly, the effort and recovery from all of this. The TV has been the worst thing for both your families. It is instigated all of this noise that stands between both you and Teresa. On my life, I have gone to Totowa countless times and prayed for you guys and both your families. Please take a step and trust me, I'm not going to let you down. See, I think this this is a good olive branch on Louis's end. I think he's really trying and I think he means well. I know a lot of people hated Louis and maybe there's still some questions about Louis, but I actually think Louis's a good guy and I like that he's like trying to make an effort and I believe that this effort is genuine. It feels real, it feels honest. Maybe Teresa isn't the one that, you know, is always honest and genuine and maybe she just wants to brush things under the rug. But I feel like with Louis, I actually believe him. And I think that he really is trying. I would have punched someone in the face by now. Who are you going to punch, Alicia? Who are you going to punch in the face? Melissa, Joe, Teresa, Louis? These guys let the limelight ruin their relationship. It's donezos. They all, they should all just get off the show and fix this, fix these issues. Sick of the branches. Just hit someone with it already. <laughs> Yikes. I like Louis too. It does feel genuine, right? I mean, reading these messages, it feels very heartfelt. It feels very genuine. It also doesn't feel like like Melissa and Joe are maybe giving him the grace or the space to do it. I understand their reservations because they've been down this road before. But it seems like there's, you know, some heart in his messages. So Joe Gorga then responds and he says, valid points here. I've said this for years. My sister should have thought of that before igniting this fire. Let's not go back and forth. I promise you're wasting your time. Please don't text back. We're good. Leave it alone. Love you guys. Love you guys. That doesn't sound very loving, Joe Gorga. We're good. Leave it alone. Love you guys. I mean, it's just... And what does love you guys even mean? That, like, they're done? I mean, I guess this is where things really continue to spiral once the new cheating allegations come up on the show. Does Louis even really know Teresa? I think he's getting to know a new side of Teresa. Think about it. He's right. He makes some valid points. Like, Teresa has been through a lot. Her marriage fell apart on television. She had to go to prison. She had to pay off all of her husband's debt and restitution. So I feel like... Teresa has gone through a lot and maybe it took a while for her heart to kind of soften from the bitter place that it was. And it sounds like Louis is trying to help her get on a good track. Joe started it the first episode of the first season at the baptism. I don't think that's fair. I think it's been started and it's been going for many years prior to that. Is Love You Guys New Jersey's version of Bless Your Heart? I don't know about that. Um, yes, guys, hit the like button, comment if you're watching on the, the replay crew. Let me know if you're part of the replay crew. And if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, please leave me a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it. I love you. You guys are giving me all the, all the good love and I appreciate it. Having lived in Italy for nearly three years, this is the godfather level of pettiness. I mean, it kind of is, right, Brian? Melissa needs a storyline. I mean, I think it's... I hate when people are like, this isn't a storyline, storyline, story. Like, it's more than 
just a storyline, guys. Like, this is actually a family. These are, like, you know, real issues. These are real people. It's not just about a storyline. What is Melissa's storyline? Okay, we're not getting into the Melissa storyline thing because I think that's just such a dumb, dense argument um, that doesn't really apply necessarily. Okay, so those are all the messages. We've seen Joe's side. We've seen Louis' side. We've seen Teresa's side. We've seen Melissa's side. I understand Melissa's reservation, but I I also see Louis wanting to extend an olive branch. I think Louis's genuine in that, but I also think Joe and, and Melissa are like, we've been through this so many times. There's olive branches, and we go to therapy, and there are apologies, and there are hugs, and we cry, and we make things better, and everything's better, and then it's not better, and then it is better, and then Teresa does something else, and then it's not better. So... I get the reservation. What would you do if you were in Joe and Melissa's position? Like, would you continue to make the effort? I think at some point, at least make a superficial effort. Just know that the relationship is never going to be amazing. But just be like, all right, at this point, comment during or after the live, please. Yeah, thank you, maintenance chick. At this point, just I don't trust Red Flag Louie. I don't feel like he's given us any reasons to like really mistrust him. I feel like he's really trying to make an effort. Get off the show. I mean, but listen, the show is money. Would you think about it? Would you really just quit your job? I mean, I guess some people are like family's more important than money. Family's more important than the job. Um, money's addictive and fame is addictive and being on the show is addictive. Mel- Melissa and Joe first app just seemed negative and triggered. Seems like they were trying too hard in the first app. Ep- I mean, they probably are angry and triggered. Wouldn't you be negatively angry and triggered if this was your experience with your family and then you had to go and tape a reality show with your family again? I think that that's natural. It's hard for me to fake unless I'm dealing with customers at work. It's time Teresa looks in the mirror. She has no idea that she is the reason why all of her friends and family's relationships go to shit. I don't know if Teresa's the sole reason. Um, but yeah, 100% in agreement with Melissa being superficial. I mean, listen, sometimes superficial is the best way to do it because you know it's never going to be deep. And But it, it is curious. It is interesting because now we know that there are cheating allegations and we'll see what role Teresa had in these allegations coming up on the show. I wouldn't go on her show, that's for sure. I mean, that's a really good point. But also, what if somebody came to you and they're like, do you want to be on television where we're going to make you famous and we're going to call you a glamorous real housewife and we're going to give you a big fat paycheck? Wouldn't you be down for that? I would be down for that. If somebody's like, come and do a reality show, I'd be like, sure, let's do it. I don't think people really think too much about it, but nobody knows what the actual experience was prior to the show. All right. Well, dun da da da. Um, so thoughts on Jersey overall, I'm going to say, sorry, my phone is like blowing up with all these text messages and I'm like trying to not pay attention to it and read it, but I got a little distracted. Um, thought culture, society on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... 
<sighs> so download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. What's on the Jersey premiere overall? I thought it was good. Um, I'm really struggling to understand this Jennifer versus Dolores situation and this Jennifer versus Dolores beef. Um, it just feels strange. I just, like, why is it that big of a deal? They keep avoiding each other, but then they keep wanting each other to apologize and whatever. The calendar was hot. Loved the hot, hunky men. Love Rachel and Danielle. I think they're a breath of fresh air. I liked them immediately, and I'm looking forward to what they bring to the show. I feel like they're definitely the type that are going to piss some people off. People aren't going to necessarily love them or hate them. I think people are going to have some really strong feelings about them. Uh, it was a great premiere. I agreed, Aaron. I thought it was a good premiere. Solid B, right? Maybe not an A. We had a little bit of drama. We had some tension. We had some resolution between Teresa and Margaret. I love that Louis, like, you know, keeps Teresa in check. I think Joe Judice used to fire Teresa up, and that's why we'd have these table flip moments is because he would egg her on, and he would also jump into the into the beef as well, whereas I feel like, at least from the premiere, what we got is Louis kind of trying to tame Teresa and bring her down and get her to listen and understand where Margaret's coming from, which I thought was healthy, and I thought that was a good thing. Evan looked fucking hot, cat. I agree with you. I was like, oh, hey, Evan. Oh, hey, boo. Oh, hey. So, yes, Dolores was on one last season she fought with everyone she did fight with everyone but now i think she may be in a better place because now she has her new man i think when you're not in the best place that's when you engage in more of the fights evan is the star husband right give him an opening credit give him the tagline we don't need jackie i like jackie i do enjoy jackie but i enjoy evan a lot more than i enjoy jackie evan is hot i was like give me that basketball hit it hit it hit it get it get it get it oh Evan is the real star. Yes, I agree. I agree. Evan's hot. He's my favorite house. Joe Gorg is actually hot too. If we actually take like the team Teresa, team Melissa side out of it, I actually think Joe Gorg is hot. I don't think Louis's hot. I don't find him attractive at all. And seeing him do yoga, I was not impressed. Teresa likes him. That's fine. That's all that matters. What do you think about Jim Edmonds and Megan Edmonds back and forth online? I have not seen their back and forth online. Is there a new back and forth that they've been engaging in? Yikes. I wonder if people are like Tree, if she does rise above the drama. If people are going to like Tree, if she does rise above the drama, will the audience grow with her? I hope so. But I also feel like some of her fans may be a little dense. Um, sorry if you're a Teresa fan. That doesn't speak for all Teresa fans. I'm just saying. I think some fans are a little dense and they blindly follow Teresa. What are they, tree huggers? That's what they call themselves. Um, listen, you can like a housewife, but when it becomes like the hardcore delusional blind support of housewives, I'm like, oh. Zach, did you hear Slade Smiley's son? I did hear about Slade Smiley's son and that broke my heart. Uh, if you guys are OC fans, Real Housewives of Orange County, Gretchen Rossi posted on her Instagram that son, uh, that Slade's son passed away. Uh, he was 22. He passed away of brain cancer. Heartbreaking. Uh, my heart goes out to them. It's interesting. It was so gross to see how many people were like, oh, they don't even care about him. And it's sick. They're posting on social media and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you guys not really? Somebody died. Like somebody, uh, somebody's child passed away. I mean, he was 22. He was an adult, but he was still his child. Like, 
put the bullshit aside and like let's remember like these are still real people and they still like have real life shit that goes on. Um, thank you, maintenance chick. For the brow maintenance. Gave me a super sticker. Thank you, maintenance chick. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, RJB. Welcome on in, baby. RJB has become a member of the Zach Pack on the YouTube. Always a good time. So much fun uh, with the Zach Pack. Bonus episodes, fun stories, all that good stuff. Wasn't he always sick on the show? Yes, I believe he has been sick. Um... He's definitely had medical issues that he's faced, but I believe uh, when he was six years old, he was diagnosed with cancer. I may be misquoting that. Um, I do know he has faced cancer for a while. Zach, can we talk about the Potomac Robin? I think she needs to go. I talked about that on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. I did a whole thing on it. I think Robin absolutely needs to go, and I gave all my reasons about that on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. I think it's time that Robin goes. She has landed a one-on-one sit-down with Andy Cohen, so that, that'll air at the end of the reunion. Now he's actually going to have her sit down and discuss all of it. Thank you, the hopeful wife, for the badges. Three badges on Instagram. Get it, get it, get it. The hopeful wife. I love you. Um, but yeah, I think this could possibly be an exit interview for Robin. I think she's on her way out. Um, and I, rightfully so. I think her, her full character arc has come to fruition. We've seen her not be with Juan. We've seen her get engaged to Juan. We've seen them go through all their finances mess. And they she launched her business. And she's in a better place. And she's doing well. And, and good for her and good for them. Good for her. Good for them. Live life. Enjoy it. We good. Right? Um, so, yeah. That's... I think we can be done with Robin. But she is going to tape a one-on-one with Andy. It is going to be taped recently. It's it's a recent thing. that They're going to add that onto the third part of the reunion. Have you watched Carlos King's episode on Potomac? Um, how Potomac is only about throwing under the bus. Yes, I did hear Carlos King's comments. Um, and Carlos King, for those of you that aren't familiar, he does have a podcast now. It's called the Reality King Podcast, I believe. And he used to be a producer for Real Housewives. And he basically said that the issue with Housewives is that it's become about exposing each other rather than living out their real lives. And I agree with him. I think that's where the show has really kind of fallen off the rails is that it's no longer about these women's glamorous lives, their affluent lives, their real lives. Like we don't really see any heart of it anymore. Um, And I think part of it is when you become a housewife and you become so famous, unless you're enthralled in scandal, like Erica Jane, who was part of this like big massive scandal or Jen Shaw who was arrested unless you have that type of drama in your life your life becomes centered around the show so you don't have as much personal life to really bring to the show unless you're going through something and I feel like when these women aren't all going through something or don't want to talk about that then it does become about exposing people and I think the other issue too and this is where we as fans have fucked up Actually, I don't want to fall into that category, but this is where we as fans have fucked up um, is a lot of people DM and they're like, I've heard this and I've heard this rumor. And did you hear this about this cast member? And people like to insert themselves into the drama. Um, I know because I've even in this podcaster content creator world, people have inserted themselves into our drama sometimes. And sometimes things get taken out of context or twisted and and people add ammunition 
and they give you ammunition so that you can then be on the attack for with the other person. And so I feel like when stuff like that happens, then we create this environment of trying to expose each other. We create this environment of trying to catch one another and, you know, have a storyline about drama and about conflict. Conflict, like Housewives conflict was good because it was natural. Conflict and resolution was the heart of these shows. But when the conflict is silly and superficial or it's about rumors or speculation or it comes from a dark, nasty place, thank you, Nora the Expert, sorry, Nora the Explorer, 64, nor the Explorer. Thank you for the batch, my love. Um, when it becomes contentious and it becomes about trying to tear other people down and expose other people's flaws, that's when it no longer becomes fun. You know, it's no longer enjoyable at that point because, like, how many times do we want to see people try to take somebody down? It's just not enjoyable. Um, also, the family karma with the Monica and Rish cheating rumors. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of what this all kind of becomes. And it's just let these people live out their lives. But again, it's like when people become famous and they're on a reality show for so long, then like their lives change. Same about Shaws of Sunset, too toxic. I mean, I got, yeah, toxic. I don't like saying toxic, but I mean, I guess it is toxic. Honestly, Family Karma is a much better show than most of the Housewives franchises, Miami excluded. Family Karma is good because, again, it's about life, real life, real cultures, real people getting married. You know, we're seeing the first gay wedding on um, on Family Karma. We saw Vishal's wedding, but now we're seeing Emirates' wedding to Nicholas, and they come from two very different cultures, and they're getting married, and it's a gay marriage, and that's a lot. It's a gay wedding, and that for, you know, their two very cultural families is challenging. You know, obviously, we have Nicholas facing all of the religious guilt that's coming from his family, and then we have Amrit, who's facing all of the Indian culture um, norms and standards, and they're breaking that mold because a lot of those traditional norms and, and standards and customs were established when it was a man and a woman. And so there are certain gender roles and traditional roles that they're now having to shake up. So I chatted with Emirate about that. So if you guys want to catch my interview, that also came out on the podcast on Wednesday. So that was good. Nice to see different things represented on. Also, I agree. That's why when people like drag Bravo about like not having enough diversity, I'm like, but they actually are a very diverse network. I would say more than many of the other cable networks. We have Family Karma. We had we had Shaws of Sunset. You know, we have Housewives shows that I think offer a multitude of cultures, right? Um and so I think we see we get to have this exposure to different family dynamics, different um, societal dynamics, different, you know, cultures. And I think I think it's good. And I think Bravo's done a really good job of that. Amrit's parents are awesome and accepting. And Nicholas is very sensitive. He is sensitive. Listen, let him be a sensitive baby. We're girlfriends in Paris. Yes, that one was good too. I liked that one. I'm sad that that's likely not going to be coming back. Bravo is very diversive. Yes, I agree. I agree. People chill and like enjoy the content and enjoy the progression that's being made the dating show that has diversity in relationships yes that's the new one where they date internationally right okay um do we want to talk Vanderpump Rules I thought the premiere was good as well um I thought it was 
fun. I thought it was interesting to see where they're all at now, especially now that they're all single. I thought that was enjoyable. They just had the Vanderpump Rules premiere party. Katie and Lala have confirmed that they were beefing and now they're not beefing and they're better. So that's good. Miami dropped today. Miami dropped what today? Miami drops every Thursday. There's always a new episode of Real Housewives of Miami every Thursday. And you can listen to my recaps of the Real Housewives of Miami show on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. I do a weekly recap. They used to come out on Tuesdays. Starting today, they will now be coming out every Thursday. So when there's a new episode of Miami that drops, you will also get a new episode of my recaps of Miami. Um, And then today, an interview with Marisol Patton dropped on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. And that was a lot of fun. Actually, well, I don't know if I should save this tea for members only or if I should spill it on on the live right now. I feel like I've got some some stories to tell. I'm bad at keeping secrets. Like, I'm literally so bad. Zach, I'm so, uh, love you, Zach. Always so informed commentary. I usually agree with your opinions. Please check the DMs I sent you has to do with the Princess Diana book. Oh, okay. Thank you, Carol. I appreciate that. The first episode of Vanderpump Rules seems like they're finally growing up. They're finally growing up, but we're also getting, like, some of the, um, some of the, what do you call it? Some of the, um like old vibes from the Vanderpump kids because they're single again. Like I loved seeing James and Lala and they're like, yeah, we hooked up and we cheated and we're living life and we're doing our thing. Like that was great. I think James and and, and Lala are just so interesting and compelling. Sheena was blink and you missed her in this episode, but Lala spilling tea about her and James so good. Love the episode. I agree. I thought it was a great first premiere. I love the new openings. It does feel a little knockoffish of the Kardashians because when the Kardashians came on to Hulu in their first episode they had that same thing with the drone and it was driving into all of the different houses remember that um when their Hulu show premiered so I feel like Vanderpump Rules kind of did that I like the model I think it's great but I you know I thought it was great because we started off at Schwartz and Sandy's and then we went to to Tom Tom and then we went to we passed by Pump and went into Sir and so yeah 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 um, oh my God, I have so many stories to tell you guys right now. And I'm like trying, I got in trouble over the weekend for spilling something that I shouldn't have spilled. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to be more mindful of the things that I say because I realize they can also affect other people. And so I'm, I'm learning. I'm also growing like the Vanderpump kids. The episode was much better than I expected. I think this season might have something, although I still think we need more Charlie. Oh, Get out of here, RJ. We do not need more Charlie. That was the best thing about the new season is that we didn't get fucking Charlie. Charlie is boring. Charlie is uninteresting. Charlie is unoriginal. And Charlie will never be a star. Okay? Period. End of story. Die. What have you heard about Jax? Not very much. Uh, that's why we watch you keep us in the loop. Always, baby. Always. Um, Yeah, no Charlie. I actually don't even fucking like Raquel, to be honest with you. I know everyone likes Raquel, and I was rooting for Raquel reading all the news stories. And then I saw her back on my television, and I'm like, I'm not that interested in her. She's really, like, I guess she moves the story. I just, I don't know. I'm probably going to meet her one day, and it's going to be, like, super awkward. Um... Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't. Don't spill the tea so you don't mess with that check. Oh, I, I trust me, I'm never going to mess with a check. I just, you know, 
Just be safe. Yeah, you just wait. Charlie will succeed eventually. Eventually? Oh, my God. What is she? Steve Jobs trying to make Apple happen? No, thank you. Raquel isn't too compelling, in my opinion. Raquel and Charlie are boring. Do not Raquel boring. Raquel is boring. Did Charlie do something because Adam and Jason even hate her? Adam and Jason and I can agree on things. Um, Charlie didn't. That's the thing is she didn't do anything. I just find her to be really annoying and not interesting and just like blah. I don't get why people are so hyped over Charlie. I get it. She had her moment with Jax where she was like coming at him at the reunion um, on her first season. But other than that, I think she's dumb. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Raquel is a snooze fest. Raquel is a snooze fest. There's nothing interesting about her. She's not funny. She's not witty. Like I just... I've never been a Raquel fan, and I was actually t- coming around to Raquel when I was reading about the Schwartz stuff, and I was like, yeah, let her live her life. Let her, you know, make out with whoever she wants to make out. And then I just saw her back on my screen, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then the Peter stuff is so awkward. Like, the two of them together are just cringe, okay? Like, you, I can tell Peter's, like, into her. Like, Peter's, no, no. Hard no, hard pass. Thank you, next. Period, dot, end of story. The scene between Raquel and Peter was cringe. It was so cringe. It was just, you know, not all there. I think that's how James likes his girls. Just not all, not all there. So they can't figure out that maybe he's a little gay. Um, I think she needed a storyline since James had a girlfriend and started dating within the cast. Yeah, I think she definitely, you can tell she's not into Peter, but I'm like, then why are you dating Peter? And you can tell it's because she wanted to like definitely be more interesting and like compete with James in some sort of way. Charlie is what we call a filler queen using RuPaul drag race theory. What is a filler queen? Peter disappointed me with that day. Dang. He's a hottie. He is a hottie and I'm pretty sure he's great in bed, but you know what? Peter's also the type of guy that sweats a lot in bed. I've never had sex with Peter. Peter, let me just be very clear, but he's the type of guy that's like, yeah, and he's like going and then he's like sweating and then he's sweating all over you. Like that's the type of guy Peter is in bed. I'm pretty sure he will give you a good pounding, but I don't know if I'm, necessarily all that into Peter, to be honest with you. What do you guys think? Are you a Peter fan? I think James is gay, too. It would be great if he comes out. It would be great if he comes out. Let him come out. I wonder what ethnicity Peter is. I'm not sure. I think Peter is nerdy, though. He's probably shy. He's definitely not shy. I will tell you that. I've met Peter... I've met Peter on a couple occasions, and he is definitely not shy. If anything, he's the exact opposite of shy. A Peter pounding. Yeah, who doesn't want a Peter pounding? I don't want a Peter pounding, actually. Um, Just going to throw that out there. I do not want a Peter pounding. I don't want any men. I'm like, I'm fully relishing in my single moment. Not even relishing. I'm just like hard closed for business at the moment. Um, Spill, you have Peter tea. Um, What is my Peter tea? My Peter tea. I mean, I, okay, so the first time I ever met Peter was, I was at this network called After Buzz. And um, he, I was hosting this Vanderpump Rules after show and he was booked to come on the Vanderpump Rules after show. And I remember I was the last one to get to the studio that day. So he kind of got to hang out with everybody else. Um, and the second I walked in, we immediately started taping. And so I remember he was there in studio. And so we chatted with him and he was like very much into like the, the belief that he was like, he's not, I've met him. I've met him once it was at Sir. He kept coming to the table and offered to take a pic. Yeah, he's definitely not shy at all. Um, and so he came into studio and he has a very, he's very tall, but he also has a very large presence. So when he's in the room, he wants you to know he's in the room. And so 
he was very much under the impression that he was like a full-time cast member. And I just remember kind of looking at some of my co-hosts and being like, does he not know that he's like not a full-time cast member? And everybody was kind of like on the same page with that. And then afterwards we were in the lobby outside of our studio and, and the, the after bus studios had four studios. We were in one studio. So three other studios people were taping out of, and then other people are there writing notes for their show or whatever. So we're in, oh, I remember that interview. I was like, ew. Oh, Karen remembers that interview. Oh my God. That was so many years ago. Um, but anyway, so we're literally in the lobby and then he's like, can I show you guys my music video or like his short film? I don't know. He had, to, yes, we're talking about Peter. Um, he was wanted to show us something. And I was like, Okay, and but he's literally talking to us so loud because it's clear that he wants everybody in the room to hear that. But in my head, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, this is awkward because people have to tape. And, like, you don't want somebody speaking at high volumes with this type of velocity in the lobby when people are, like, in a studio taping or trying to watch a show or trying to write notes or whatever the case may be. He was just very boisterous and very much about himself. And I was like, okay, that was fun. And he would take forever. And he made us – he put the video on his phone on full blast that the whole lobby could hear. And then he made us watch the entire thing. So we had to sit there and watch like the full 20 minute video. And then that was finally wrapped. And I was like, that was awkward. And then I had him on my podcast and that was actually enjoyable. I had a good time. I think he was promoting like a video game that he was doing at the time. So his publicist booked him on the show and we had a good time. We had a good interview and I got some good press out of that. And I enjoyed my time with him and we taped it via zoom because it was during the pandemic. And then I went into Sir. I went. I had dinner at Sir. I forgot that I had dinner at Sir. Actually, I had dinner with at Sir with my friend Sarah and her fiance Nick. And they took me there uh, for drinks because they had left to New York, and so they came back in LA, and I hadn't seen them in a long time. And so it was like a late birthday dinner or something. And so we went there, and we actually had a really good time. And Peter was our server that day. And I rem- I think he recognized me or like remembered me in some way because he was like kind of like a little awkward and uncomfortable around me. But I remember we like took a picture with him, and it was interesting. For sure. That's my Peter story. He seems nice. He's a very nice guy. I actually like he's got a big ego, but he's a very nice guy. He is very nice. I will say that. Um, He kept saying, I'm a producer. I'm good at what I do. Super cocky. Yeah, Karen, he kept saying he's a producer. He's good at what he he does. And he is part of the show. Do you have the goat? Did you have the goat cheese balls? I have not had the goat cheese balls um, because I don't eat gluten and they're breaded. So no, I don't. I did not eat the goat cheese balls. LG Warrior for life. Uh, Thank you for the three badges, my love. Thank you, LG Warrior for life. I don't typically like the food at Sir. I like the food at Pump. So my recommendation, I always tell people, go to Sir for like a pump teeny and a photo op, then have dinner at Pump, and then do after drinks at Tom Tom. That's what you should do. And if you go there earlier in the day, then you can get a um, a something about her sandwich, since that's going to be open up soon. Did you get my badge? Yes, I did get your badge, LG Warrior for Life. I got your three badges. Woo woo, thank you. He needs to update big time. Yeah. Oh, my God. You just said what I said. What did I say? Oh, same after buzz person mentioned that the food at Sir is not good. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's just it's not great food. The drinks aren't even that great either. Have you met Lisa Vanderpump? I have not met Lisa Vanderpump. No. Is Peter handsome and big in person? He's very big and like very muscular. Like his arms and his legs are like tree trunks. Um, he's very tall and just like a large, he's like a man. Him and Brock are like big men. They're big, strong men. So yeah. Villa Blanca was the go. Oh, I've never been to Villa Blanca. Oh, LG Warrior for Life sent another three badges. Look at you, girl. 
I bet you would get along with her, with Lisa Vanderpump. Actually, there was a point where she was going to come on the podcast, um, and then it never ended up happening. Remember when he went out with Vale? Cringe. Yeah, he's just kind of cringe. In any case, I think Vanderpump really had a nice flow. I really enjoyed Sandoval and Schwartz talking business and such. I agree. I thought it was a great premiere. Um... Lala, I think, looks great. I think she's definitely in this new era in her life, and I think it's good for her. I miss single Lala. Uh, I kind of miss single James, and I guess he is kind of single, even though he has a girlfriend. The pasta at Sir is amazing. Dessert is also amazing. Um, I have not had pasta at Sir. Again, I like from only the food that I've had, I, I definitely prefer the food at Pump. Pump is great. Pump's my favorite. Oh, no, spill the Marisalty. Um, okay, so here's the interesting thing. Um, fuck, I shouldn't be saying these on the main feed. I, I mean, I'm probably not going to get in trouble. But anyway, so she, I was scheduled to do the interview with her, right? And so my producers told me, okay, here's, you know, can you do the interview at this time with Marisol? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So then we're on Zoom, and she calls in, and... Um, Immediately, she's like, "I have you." She's like, "Have we done this before? Have you interviewed me before?" And I was like, "No, I don't think I actually have interviewed before you before." But I was like, "But I think we've like DM'd before, and I think we've like seen each other on social media." And she's like, "Oh, that's right. You've been really shady to me." And I was like, "Oh, oh." I was like, "I." I don't think I've been shady to you. And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm shady towards everyone." And then she was just like, "Um." I told her I'm shady towards everyone. Like, you know, like don't take it personal. But in my head, I was like, I don't think I've ever been really shady to her. And then she was like, um, she was like, oh, well, you're shady to everyone. That's a good quality to have. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, let's get this interview on the road. Let's do it. And so it was like so awkward the first few minutes of the interview. And I felt like I even kind of had to try to be a little extra nice at the beginning because I was trying to get her to open her up because she's a shady queen. Like she's like a shady bitch, like a good. Not a bitch in a bad way, but like she's she's shady and she's a potster and and she kind of seemed to own it and relish in being the potster. So I thought like, oh, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna get her to spill some tea. But then when she thought that I was a shady bitch to her, then I was like, oh, well now she's not gonna give me any tea. And she really didn't give me a lot of tea at the beginning of the interview either. Like we kind of had to to keep to keep it moving and keep it grooving. Um, ultimately, we had a great interview and I really enjoyed her. And then I went and I checked my content afterwards and I was like, I don't think I've ever been shady towards her. I know I'm a shady bitch, but I don't think I've ever been shady towards Marisol because I, you know, whatever. And then I DM'd her and I was like, I don't think I've ever been shady towards you. I looked at my content, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, thank you for your time. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate your time, whatever, whatever. And then at the end, she's like, don't be shady. And I was like, I wasn't being shady. I actually am not shady, bitch. I have to run. Good night, Zach. Good night, Lauren. Thank you for joining, Lauren. Meanwhile, Mama Elsa is putting out hexes from heaven on the entire cast. Oh, no. Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black, Marisol? I mean, listen, I can be a shady bitch and I own it, baby. Own it, baby. Um, But I don't think I've ever been shady towards Marisol. Maybe this will be a little shady towards Marisol. I don't think it's shady towards her. I still like her. I think she's a lot of fun and I enjoy her on the show. And I told her that I enjoy you on Real Houses in Miami. I don't think I've ever been shady to you, but did you ask her my bro question? Um, I don't think the bro question came up. Well, like why she always uses bro. Again, like it kind of threw me off when she was like, you've been shady towards me. And I was like, oh no, fun shade, light shade, good shade. Yeah. So why do you think Miami got canceled in the first place? The ratings weren't there. 
the show wasn't like a mega success. There was no real reason to keep it going if it wasn't really generating any money, if it wasn't very profitable. So yeah, that's my Marisol story. That's my Peter story. And then I was going to try and go to the Vanderpump Rules premiere. Well, actually, no, I wasn't. I had on, um, I have a lot of friends that are like reporters and that like work, you know, for different publications. And one of them's like, oh my God, are you going to the Vanderpump Rules premiere party? And I was like, no, I'm not going to the Vanderpump Rules premiere party. And then something happened over the weekend where I kind of like got myself into a, a sticky situation and I kind of ended up getting, I don't want to say get my, getting my heart broken, but I definitely made a mistake and, you know, my big mouth gets me into trouble and I need to learn how to not have such a big mouth sometimes, but like, this is who I am. This is me. Right. So I ended up just like, ugh, getting so crushed over the weekend and I'm very Jeff Lewis. I actually think I'm a little better than Jeff Lewis in the sense that I don't always out everything, but I'm very Jeff Lewis in that way. And so going into this week, I was like, I don't want to go to any events. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I barely even want to tape content. Like, ugh, I'm just like, ugh, you know? And so I wasn't going to go to the Vanderpump Rules premiere party. And then the day of, which it was on Tuesday, I just kind of woke up with like a new energy. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go to the premiere party and I'm going to make it happen tonight. And so I was trying to get... I like reached out to Bravo PR and I'm like, hey, is there any way I can get in for tonight? And they were like, no. And then my Spotify producer was like, if you can get in, like go and take me with you. And I was like, okay, let me try to get us both in. And so I was trying to get us both in. Um, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't get us in. Um, I tried. I did. I was even like the cast was even trying to help me get in, but it's funny. I won't say which cast member, but it's funny because one of the cast members text, um, I guess one of the, the, like the people that was putting on the party at Bravo, uh, or that was in charge of like the guest list or whatever they text them and they're like, uh, Zach Peter's trying to get into the party for tonight. Zach Peter wants to attend. And I was like, like they even fucking care who Zach Peter is. Like they don't care. Um, I just thought it was funny. So yeah, it was, it was the premiere party. I heard they didn't even play the premiere. It was just a party at sir, but it sounded fun and everybody looked incredible. Zach, you should have been on the invite list. I didn't want to go originally. And then I was not going to go. I made a definitive decision not to attend because I didn't want to go anywhere. And then at the end, I was like, you know, at the very end of it, I was like, you know what? Let me try to get in the day of at the last minute. And that didn't work out. So that's, that's my story. Those are my stories for today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's lives. Um, definitely enjoyed the, the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. Definitely enjoyed the premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's tea. Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's live. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They really do help us. It's free. It takes like two seconds. Just leave a little comment being like, I love this show because. I love Zach because. And it's great. If you're watching this on the YouTube, smash that like button, hit the follow button. Be sure to hit that bell button. That way you always get the notifications hot, hot up in your notifications when the tea is ready. Thank you, Kenny G1064 for the three badges. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. You can always give me a follow personally at Just Plain Zach. You can always give the podcast a follow at No Filter with Zach. And again, be sure to catch my recap of The Real Housewives of Miami on the Ringer Reality TV podcast available on Spotify. All right. Wow. Giselle with the super sticker on the YouTube. I love it. All right, guys. I love it. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. I appreciate you so, so much and all the love that you give me. 
So I'll talk to you guys again next week. Have a good weekend. Ciao for now. How many Fs do I give? How many Fs do I give? Zero, zero, none, not one. Zero, zero, done.